This is episode number 56 of The Ships Podcast with Emmy Award-winning casting director Julie Schubert. Welcome to Ships. My name is Pat McAndrew, and I am a professional actor, speaker, and coach. In every episode, we discuss a message related to the most important vessels in our lives. Thanks for being here today. Now let's set sail. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Ships. I hope you are ready. You are in for an incredible episode with our guest, who is Julie Schubert. Julie Schubert is a New York-based casting director. Some of her previous work includes House of Cards, for which she was awarded the Emmy for Outstanding Casting, Marvel's The Defenders, and Marvel's Daredevil, among others. Features include Deliver Us from Evil, Confessions of a Shopaholic, and award-winning indie feature Night Comes On. Julie began her career assisting on features for casting directors Juliet Taylor from Woody Allen's Matchpoint and Ellen Lewis from The Departed. We have a great episode of Ship's ready for you all today. Julie and I talk a lot about the intricacies of the entertainment business. How if you aren't learning, you aren't growing, and the importance of being on the same page and building trust within a team. She also talks to us about how casting is almost like a painting in which you create a larger picture through a lot of smaller parts. We also talk about the importance of commitment and professionalism and acting, how we feed off each other's energy, and how the whole entertainment industry is based off relationships and being a good human being. So there are some great tidbits of information in here that Julie discusses with us today. Whether you work in the entertainment industry or outside the entertainment industry, I believe that you will get a lot of value from this episode. So let me please introduce Julie Schubert. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ships Podcast. Today's guest is casting director Julie Schubert. Julie, thank you so much for being with us today. No, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to dive into this conversation. Uh, Devin Shackett, who we had on the podcast a few episodes ago, uh, was kind enough to put me in touch with you. And obviously, I'm very inspired just by the work that you've done, by your career. And I'm very excited for you to share it with our audience today. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope I say interesting things. We'll see. <laughs> so I'm wondering if you could just start out by telling us a little bit about yourself. Maybe where are you from and what led you on the path that you're pursuing today? Oh, well, I um you know, I'm from Philadelphia, just outside of Philadelphia, and I come oh, from- Oh, hey, me too. Oh, yeah. Where, where are you from? Yeah, where outside of Philadelphia? I'm around Chester County. Bucks County? 
Oh, nice. All right, neighbor. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Doing well. That's great. So sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just got excited. Yeah, no, no. It's no, it's I mean, like honestly, anybody I've anybody I talk to from Pennsylvania, I'm like, we're from Pennsylvania. And if they happen to be from like the two one five area code, it's always like, yeah, two one five, let's do this. <laughs> All right, right. You know, there's already there's like an automatic connection already. You don't even have to go any further. You're just best friends with anybody. It's <laughs> right. It's, yeah. it's it's kind of great. Um but yeah, no, I grew up in grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, my family is like a very, is a restaurant family. They have a, um, a mom and pop restaurant in Bucks County that is older than I am. Uh, it's their firstborn. And then, uh, uh, you know, for college, I decided to go to NYU and I got in and the rest is sort of history. I stuck around. I'm the only one of my family that actually isn't in the restaurant business. So I'm the black sheep and I, um, yeah, I went to NYU. I thought I wanted to be an actor. And then I realized very quickly that I wasn't very good at it and I needed to do something else. So I took advantage of uh, the resources that the university had and got a bunch of internships in the entertainment business because I knew I really wanted to be in the entertainment business. And one of them was with a Broadway producer and one of them happened to be with, um, with a casting office. And uh, it was amazing. It was terrifying. I was there I came in to replace somebody in the middle of a pilot season um, when they were doing maybe 30 or 40 pilots. Oh I was the gosh. only person. I was inc- It was incredibly overwhelming. I cried on my first day. Uh, I was contemplating not going back. Wow. But I did. And I'm, I'm glad that I did because, you know, never quit. You go. You And it was it was the perfect fit at the end of the day. Once I got the hang of it and understood what was going on. You know, you get to work with actors every day, but you never have to be seen, which is kind of the thing that I love about casting, <laughs> I, I guess. Um, and, the, and the idea of being able to go on to different worlds and, and help create different worlds in a, in a cool and meaningful way. Um, yeah, and that's kind of that's how it all started. Would you say that that's a big reason that drew you to the entertainment industry was the opportunity to kind of live and dive into these other worlds. I don't, I don't know if that would be the reason I think, you know, when you're growing up with television and movies and, you know, back then when there wasn't the social media aspect that you have now, where you're in each other's lives all the time, your main forms of entertainment were movies or you were told to go play outside in the Creek. And, I was not a really big outdoorsy person. I don't like bugs. So for me, it was movies and television. And, you know, I just sort of absorbed it all. And, and just like, you know, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't see wanting to do anything but that, you know? Um, and so, yeah, like there wasn't, I couldn't tell you exactly what it was about it. It was more the allure of it, more the, the idea of something that I, couldn't even begin to fathom how to even start in since my family was so removed from it. Yeah. I mean, I I wish I could tell you there was something more tangible than that. It was just, it was some, it was just the unknown and wanting to pursue the unknown. Yeah. I, I absolutely, I I can relate to you on that. There's almost like this, this magic of, of entertainment, whether it be the movies or television or even, even theater as well, where it's, almost this entering into another world, this unknown, entering the world of the unknown. And 
I, I think it has like this magical quality that's almost like intoxicating in some ways. Yeah. And like you said, it it's like not quite tangible. It's very difficult to explain. Yeah, it really is. It is. But once you're in it, I don't think you could explain it any better either, though. That's the other problem with it. <laughs> you know, it doesn't become yeah. more clear. It becomes more ne more nebulous. And then people are like, why are you doing this weird thing? And you're like, uh, because it feeds my soul in a way that nothing else I've done has. So yeah. And then they think you're like a crazy hippie and then you're like, uh, yeah, sure. Whatever. And then, you know, you just go on your merry way, but it's, you know, it's, uh, it is, it's like the intangible idea of what, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it is, it is, it is just intangible. It just is the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with that. And specifically in your work with casting, you, you've been doing this for a good amount of years now. And I'm wondering if you could share with our listeners, like, what is it that you find most exciting about working in casting? The interaction with the actors. I think it's, it's really exciting to see an actor come in, having worked on a piece and seeing it come to life in their eyes. You know, I, I'm a big believer in every actor has something very personal to present, um, you know, and not, there's no one, no one, for, uh, no one performance is going to be the same as another one performance. So to see what someone comes and brings to the table is, it's just, it's a real joy. Um, so I would say that's my favorite part of it, just to see what kind of innovative ideas come from an actor's choices. Um, I also really love working in these worlds that I know nothing about, um, getting to learn about worlds that I know nothing about when I was doing, you know, the Marvel shows for Netflix. I, you know, I, I maybe, I may have picked up an Archie comic when I was at a barber shop waiting for my brother to get his hair cut back in like the eighties, <laughs> but I didn't know anything about that world or that genre. So getting to then devour all of these graphic novels and seeing the beauty in that, and then, you know, finding a way to get to the essence of what they were trying to project in those graphic novels and finding actors that would help portray those essences on screen. It was, it, you know, it's, it's really cool. You know, and the same, and like every world I've been a part of is a very different world. Like house of cards was very political, you know, and while I knew a lot about politics, I needed to learn a whole lot more. <laughs> just to understand the complexities of how people work together and, and, um, and the different, you know, in the different branches of government and all of that. And now I'm doing something which I'm not really allowed to talk about, but it's, it's, uh, it involves a lot of foreign, it, it's a really an international project. So I'm learning, you know, you learn a new language for it and it's really, it's exciting. You know, you, I think if you're not learning, then you're not growing. Yes. And no matter what you do, there's always a way to grow with what you do. I absolutely love that. And that's so true that you really doing this type of work, it really requires that you at least have a broad knowledge of a wide variety of different topics or subjects or places around the world. And that must be really exciting of if you're assigned to a project and has this happened a lot where you're assigned to a project and it's like, I have no idea where I'm going to go with this, but we'll see how it unfolds. Well, it's, it's interesting. Cause you're not 
ever really assigned a project, right? In, in the way that the actors go about getting work, it's the same way casting directors go about getting work because we're individual contractors for the most part, unless you are attached to a studio, which is there are those there are those jobs available, but they're very few and far between. Gotcha. So as an independent, you are auditioning for your projects the same way actors are, where you're going to read a script and you're going to think about what draws you to that script and the you know the images that you get from reading the writer's words and you know then you have the conversations with the producers and the director and you see if you're on the same page creatively and if you are then it feels like it's a right fit then you guys get together and you make a deal and you start you know working on the project as a whole but it's never one of those things where you don't have an act you're not an active participant in sort of acquiring the work and there's always jobs that i really really want that i don't get and then there's always jobs that you know, you're maybe not interested in, and, and, and you don't feel like you can do a good job. And so you say, you know what, I'm not the right casting director for you, but I think you should talk to X, Y, and Z, or I think you should talk to A, B, and C, because these guys understand that genre better than I do. And I think, and are more interested in learning more about that genre than I am. So, you know, you'll be better served with someone who has that passion for your project that I don't necessarily have. And that's, you know, and that's, I, I'm lucky in that way that I've been able to pick, you know, not pick and choose, because that's certainly not entirely the case, but that if there's a project that I just don't think that I could bring anything to, that I can at least refer them to somebody who could. And And how important would you say is that sort of mold or or cohesion that a casting director has with a, a producer or a director really in those early stages of creating a project oh it's super vital because if you guys aren't on the same page you're never going to get where you need to be and it's going to be a miserable experience for everybody and you know my one of my my mentor um Juliet Taylor used to have this amazing saying where she's like you know you're the host of a really amazing party you know, you want everyone to be happy, you want everybody to be comfortable, and you want them to have a really great time. Hmm. And I think that's a really big part of casting, too, is that you want to bring everybody to the table. You want them to see the beauty in it. You want them to really savor everything that you're bringing to them and get excited about the thing, like the dishes that are coming out and, you know, and, and be thrilled walking out of the room that they found what it is that they didn't know they were even looking for. Huh. Because I think a lot of times when you work with, when you work with these creatives, it's like they have this very set idea of what they think it should be in their heads. And you listen to them and you talk to them and they give you, you know, they give you their, their prototypes and their, you know, and their, um, their greatest expectations. Right. And then you go away, you process that information and then you sort of create a group of people that you think best exhibit the qualities that they were talking about for this role. And what I love to, you know, and, and maybe you also give them somebody who, you know, they didn't necessarily fit, you know, they didn't necessarily give you qualities that made sense for that person, but that person could bring another entirely cool dynamic to that character and seeing how they react to that and, and how they either embrace it or don't. But if you don't have that trust with the director and the producers, then there's no chance that that creative dialogue is going to go well. And there's no chance that people are going to leave the party happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it makes so much sense. Uh, really 
in any sort of collaborative setting is is having that trust. Trust is really that foundation. And I, I've heard casting often be described as a puzzle of sorts, really piecing together uh, you know, all, whether it's like all the uh, all the actors or the, the characters. And, and would you agree with that, that casting is in a lot of ways like a puzzle? And if you do agree with that, how is that so? Oh, it's so it's so interesting that you say that because uh, someone that I, you know, another casting director that I worked for and admire so, 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 so greatly said said something very similar to that as well. Um, I sort of view it as a painting. You know, when you, when you stand up, when you stand very, very close to it, like a Monet and you, you, you know, you see all the dots and the dot and you see all the strokes and you see everything. And then you step further back and it becomes a sort of cohesive piece. And so that's, that's what I think casting is. It's a bunch of individual people, a bunch of individual moments. And then when you pull back, you see the entire picture as a cohesive, a, a cohesive unit, you know? It becomes it becomes a live, real thing, but you don't necessarily see it when you're smack up close because everything is such an individual thing. Huh. So yeah. our job as casting is to really be able to see the bigger picture. And in film, I find film to actually be a little easier in that way because you have a finite beginning and a finite end. You know, once the film is over, the film is over. There isn't going to be I mean, there could be sequels, but each thing is a standalone. When you do series. You have to think in the long term and you may not have a storyline that you are aware of that's coming six or seven episodes down the line, but you still want the series to be cohesive and the casting in the series to be cohesive. So everyone feels like they're a part of that same world, because if, if, if they're not, you're going to lose the audience, you know? Yeah. How, how do you overcome those sort of challenges? Oh, you just, you know, keep in very close contact with the producers and the director and, you know, and they'll... I've been very lucky to work with uh, with people that are very open to sharing the dialogue, uh, you know, sharing the information so you can do the best job you can for them. Yeah. Well, with all of that said, all that great <laughs> information being said, do you have a, a favorite project that, that you worked on because all of all of these topics really aligned nicely and or rather, if you did have a favorite project, why was it your favorite project? Oh, they're all my favorite projects. You can't make me pick one favorite project over <laughs> another. They're just also they're they're just also different. I mean, I I love each one for very individual reasons. You know, um, it, yeah, I, I I do. You can find you find the joy in the things that you're working on and the moments that you're working on them. I, and it's hard because eventually they all end. There's always going to be something that gets canceled or something that the story has run its course and then you move on and you have to leave your family and this family that you've created over the course of however many years and uh, find the next, the next thing. Um, so I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna not say which one is my favorite because I do think there are that's favorite, good. there are favorite elements of every single thing that I've done. Well, and I think that's that's a true sign of that you're doing the work that you're meant to be doing uh, <laughs> is is that that you really have this uh, ability to to find the joy in every single project that you work on, and li exactly like what you were saying too, every single project is different. So. 
every different project is going to bring its different joys and their own uniqueness. And I think that there's a really beautiful thing within that in which, you know, just for anyone, whether you're a casting director, actor, director, or working outside of the entertainment industry, is that ability to find joy in projects that might be polar opposites on what they're about. And I think that's just a true sign of of really being in this flow state of of the work that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I appreciate that. That's a good way to put it. Now we have, uh, obvi- obviously uh, I can only imagine from, you know, of yourself being a casting director, obviously casting directors have a wide variety of different tastes and interests and in much the same way that any other artist would have uh, similar uh, tendencies or, or things that differentiate them from one another. We have a lot of actors that tune into the ship's podcast and for those of our actors listening i'm wondering if you could share with them what are some things that most casting directors look for across the board when actors come in to meet with you or come in for an audition uh i mean i'll preface this by saying everything is subjective you know this is a very subjective business and everyone does have their own taste and their own opinions in the same way that you're talking about. I think overall, every caster that I've ever worked for and with training is a really big thing for them. You know, I think showing, showing that you work on your craft and I'm not talking about these, you know, pay per hour meet and greet kind of things. I I'm talking about actual acting training not and not even conservatories like just a teacher that you may work with on an extended period of time you know theater that you're doing because theater in itself is a training ground for you know continued success Uh, anything that you're doing that shows that you're keeping your instrument you know ready you're working out your everything that you have and that it's it's all just able to be pulled like that's the things that i know that people that i work with and work for tend to look for and theater too we all love theater especially in new york (laughs) so seeing people do theater is like yes good job (laughs) let's let's keep that going theater's amazing (laughs) why why do you think that is if you can do eight shows a week over and over and keep it fresh and interesting, then you're obviously good at what you're doing. You know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. It, it, yeah. That's, a, that's a very hard thing to do. Live theater is a hard thing to do. You have to think fast. You have to be prepared. You have to be on every single day. You know, it, it's such a stepping stone for a film and television set, which runs very, very differently than theater does. But if you can maintain the rigorous schedule of theater with all of those rehearsals, the put in rehearsals, the, you know, uh, the long nights, the tech, the, the show, I, I mean, a long run, it's just, it shows a commitment and it shows a level of professionalism, per- I personally think, that tells me you're, you have the stamina and the ability to be able to do anything else. I love that. I love that. And yeah. specifically too, and I think I want to dive in deeper a little bit about this regarding what, what you brought up about commitment and professionalism. Obviously, these things are really important in any industry that you're working in. I, I've heard other 
you know, leaders within the enter- and entertainment industry bring this up as well, this importance of commitment and professionalism, specifically with the entertainment industry. Why, why do you think that this is a very uh, recurrent thing? Is it that some people, uh, do you think some people get into the entertainment industry and they're not fully committed and they're, because they're not fully committed, they're not fully professional? I kind of want to dissect this a, a little bit to really give our listeners a sense of really when talking about the entertainment industry, from your years of experience and your perspective, what would you determine is committed is professionalism? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's hard. Cause you know, I think there's a lot of different reasons people come into this industry. And I think one of, one of the ones that to me worries me in terms of commitment is the idea that I, someone's coming here to be a star. You know, I think of acting and this, as a craft profession, something that you really hone your skills doing and growing and experiencing through different genres and different, you know, theater, film, television, commercial, anything just to, just to get a taste of it. And I, the, the, the people that come in who don't train, who don't, um, you know, who just come in believing that they're going to be famous they're the ones who I don't think have the commitment or the capacity to really be able to work hard to get what ultimately they think they want, you know? Um, yeah. What training does is it gives you, it gives you the skills and the tools to be able to ride those really rough waves because this is a business that is 95% rejection. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, 95% of the time you're going to hear a no. And if you aren't secure in yourself, secure in your abilities, secure in your talent, and secure in your life outside of this business, that is going to ruin you and you will never recover. So when I say commitment and professionalism, what I'm looking for is someone who can come in do their job to the best of their abilities, give their all a hundred percent of the time. And then when they leave, leave it behind and live their lives in a very full and exciting way. You know, you show up on time, you know, your lines, you listen to the director, you share ideas with the creatives, see how you guys interact and, and you do your job because at the end of the day, this is your job. This is, this is what you were hired to do. You weren't hired to show up late and bring TMZ along and, you know, <laughs> find, a, find a PR rep to push you for this and this and this. And that all is part of it. You know what I mean? It's all part of the wagon of trying to, you know, get to the next thing. But when you have been given this opportunity that, that you've earned, at, you know, in truth, like you have earned this, this, this job, don't mess it up by by not bringing everything to the table every single day that you're on set or every single day that you're in rehearsal or every single day that you're on stage, you know, it just, uh, it, you want people to keep working with you. Work begets work. You're only as good as your last project. (laughs) You know, people have long memories and if you don't deliver, people will, uh, not be quiet about it. I think what's fascinating too about this is it, exactly what you were saying about showing up on time, knowing your lines, 
and, and you had mentioned a wide variety of other things as well, that a lot of, a lot of these things just take a little bit of effort and that like they they all require work of course but it really is in a lot of ways just going that extra mile just a little bit to do all of these things to really stay you know stay and be professional as you just mentioned and it's always just fascinating to me that it really is just these incremental changes that people have to make and and i i wonder just from my perspective if people are just hesitant to make those changes. Hesitant, lazy, not actually invested or interested in doing the work. But I think you can get that in any profession, quite honestly. I think there are a lot of people that just coast. Yeah. And then there are a lot of people that really work hard. And I find that the people that work really hard are the ones that end up moving up in a way that is that that, that gives you the clear path to success that you may or may not want. You know what I mean? I think the people that coast they could have careers for uh, periods of time, but then they flame out because at the end of the day, they can't sustain that. Yeah. Yeah, they just can't. Uh, such, such good information. And for, for our listeners uh, out there. I got real dark there. Yeah, Sorry. no, it's good. No, it's <laughs> like, it really is. Like this, is, these are really important reminders because I, I think with, with all of us, we all have those moments where what we, you know, are feeling lazy or like, ah, you know, I don't really feel like doing that right now. And, and in that moment where you make that decision, like in that moment, it doesn't feel like a lot. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this instead of doing what I really should be doing. But then those incremental choices uh, to really take the, the, the lazy route and, not do the work that you should be doing those incremental choices really add up over time and yes it's occasionally okay to to have a lazy day and and i think it's it's a good thing obviously it's important to to relax and rest especially if things have been really busy yeah. but it's important not to fall into that being like the standard routine and the habit self-care not laziness how's that self-care not laziness Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm really curious. I want, I want to ask you this next question because I, I'm really curious is your answer to this. You work with so many people. You see really, at least from my perspective, studying acting then the craft of acting is almost or really is a, a study of how to be human and really developing empathy for people that might be completely different from you while at the same time very similar mm -hmm. to you and with being a casting director you have this opportunity to not only work with actors in that sort of way but then also just work with a creative team in general and so I'm wondering, how do you believe casting and working in, in entertainment has helped develop your understanding of people and how we interact with one another? You know, it's interesting. I think casting is a very empathetic profession. I think that we are, I think we have to be the, the sort of people that can understand energy and get a sense of a person just as soon as they walk in the room, because that's basically our jobs right? We have to find the right person for this particular role. This role has these qualities. When someone walks in the room, 
when they start talking and they start interacting and they have conversation, you can get a sense of who they are just in a few moments, you know? And so I think we just get very good at reading people in that way. And we can, and in a way it almost, uh, we can see where people's neuroses are, where their, where their strengths are, what they respond to in, um, in positive ways, what they respond to in negative ways. And then we can adjust our own dialogue to be able to help serve their audition. Right. So I think in that, in that aspect, because we are, this profession is built on the ability to read people quickly and get a really clear sense of who they are very quickly. We sort of interact in a way that, that lends itself to the project itself, not necessarily to humanity in general. If that, I don't think that makes a lot of sense. It's sort of garbled in my head and my thought processes, you know, being very clear, but it, no, no, it's, I think that may, it makes a lot of sense. And, okay. And I think, and, and it sort of opened my eyes to the fact that in some ways, casting directors, I think, have almost like this superpower of being able to read people, whether it's as soon as they walk, you know, actors, as soon as they walk into the room or after they're, they're performing a bit or, or in any sort of scenario, you're absolutely right. That requires. I always wanted my superpower to be in, you know, invisibility. I think that would have been way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but re reading people is also pretty good, and I, good. I, 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 like, I absolutely agree with you. There's like an immense amount of empathy that is required with being a casting director, and an immense amount of of listening that needs to occur. When, when you're in the room and I, I can only imagine that there must be a lot of pressure to, to make decisions quick. And you're seeing tons of actors probably every day, depending on the project that you're working on. And so being able to have that, that keen ability to, to listen intently and approach every actor that comes into the room from an empathetic standpoint I, I could only imagine that that must be a lot of work. Like that must be some hard work. It is. And it's, it can be really exhausting. And some days it can be really, it can feed, it can just feed your energy because people are fascinating and getting to see what somebody else does is super cool. And sometimes it can be really draining. You know, sometimes it's just like, I, you know, you don't necessarily have the emotional bandwidth to be able to share in their experiences and so you don't feel as giving and then you leave just like needing to be by yourself and cocoon yourself in those days happen less frequently than the you know the invigorating ones but um but yeah it's a, you know you f you feed off of people's energy and their and what they bring into the room and what they you know they bring into your life and it can be really really exciting i've learned so much about people just chatting with them and seeing what they do. Like, you know, one person came in with a baby squirrel that they had rescued from, uh, <laughs> you know, from a fallen tree and they were about to take it to a rescue unit. So then we got into a long conversation about animal rescue and, you know, I mean, it's just people have really fascinating lives and it's, uh, it's, it's fun to learn a little bit about what they do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I'm, I'm sure too, cause with, uh, every actor that portrays a character, there's always a bit of that 
actor within the character. You you really can't have it any other way. So it must yeah. be like magic when you have someone that comes in and either right away you know that they would be perfect for a specific role that you're looking for a cast or, or that you're looking to cast or that someone comes in and you expect one thing and then they completely surprise you. Absolutely. It's always fun. Always. So much of our work within this industry, at least I believe, is centered on building meaningful relationships with people that you enjoy working with. And I'm wondering if you could share with our listeners, how how crucial is this on your end of things uh, from the casting side? Oh, it's super crucial. I think this whole business is relationships, you know? You get work not only because you're talented, but because of who you've worked with before and people enjoy working with you and they want to continue that to support the people that they enjoy being around. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just be a good person. <laughs> be, be, you know, work on yourself, be good, be a good actor, have skills, but, you know, be a good human being. People like to work with good human beings. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's anything more to say about it in that, in that way just because this whole business is based on relationships right i mean how many times do you watch something and you see people working with the same people again and again yeah behind the scenes and you know in front of the camera it's so it's so common yeah yeah it's like there's a shorthand that you have when you develop these relationships and what i was saying before it's like you create this family you create this this family for however long you're on this project and then you move on to the next one, but you don't leave your family behind. You may find your fa pieces of your family on three projects down the road or like, you know, a project six years in the future is something along those lines. But because you've had that relationship and you've sort of developed that connection, you have a shorthand with everybody, you know, it's, Oh my God, how are the kids? What do they look like now? You know, and it's, it makes it more fun to go to set. Because we all know, I mean, like when you get to be an adult, making friends is really hard. You know, it you yeah, don't you don't yeah. go out on the playground anymore. You don't. So when you when you're in these microcosm universes, making sure that you connect with people on a human level, not just as like an actor or as a writer or as a director or whatever it is, it just it it feeds into the longevity of of you being in this business and being someone that people want to interact with in this business. Cause let me be honest, it's really tiring to talk about the business all the time. You know, you have to, you have to have a real <laughs> yeah, life yeah. outside of this. And not only that, but out, your outside life is going to feed this anyway. So, you know, be interesting, go, go do other things outside of this and broaden your horizons as people. And you'll have so much more to talk about and more people will want to be around you. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's tough. This is a tough thing. I, I love that, though. I, I love what you said about really when you see people that you know on set or when you're working on a project with maybe a few people that you've worked on a project before, those sorts of connections where you are really just, it's really just your most basic casual conversation, like what you were saying about having, you know, how are the kids doing or uh, how's, how's such and such doing, how's so-and-so doing those like really small interactions. They, they mean so much and they really connect people at this human level and, it allows us to just engage and 
and relate to one another in a unique way that is just that's not just talking about the work or that's not just talking about like you said the industry or the business and be, because of that like it just it just makes because of those personal connections i'm now i'm sort of rambling <laughs> uh because of those personal connections it really allows us to sit in the work deeper when everyone is connected in that sort of personal way i yeah i i agree with you 100 percent. i think uh I think you need that though. You know, it can't just be business 24 seven. If it is. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, it's a, it, it gets boring, you know, it just gets really boring. So much of what we talk about on the ship's podcast, as you, you know, as you probably know at this point yeah. is the, <laughs> is the importance of genuine, deep, meaningful human relationships. And Absolutely. so, and so before uh, we sign off on this episode, my last question to you would be, what is your definition of a deep, meaningful relationship? I think it's one where both parties are equally interested in getting to know each other in a way that embraces not only the positive aspects, but all the flaws and that you can really learn from each other in a way that helps you grow as individuals. I love that. Embracing the positives and flaws and really allowing each other to grow as individuals. That's that's amazing. I like that's a really good answer. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, that's I I love that. That's true though. You know, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It, it it really is. Julie, thank you so much for joining us on this show. I, I really appreciate not only you taking the time to be a guest on the ship's podcast, but also I really appreciate the work that you're doing in casting the wide variety of projects that you worked on and allowing us to enjoy the, you know, reap the benefits of <laughs> that through watching these shows and these films. And also I, I really appreciate how much empathy you bring into the, into the casting director role and and the this opportunity to to know that there are people like yourself out there within this industry really who who care about actors who care about you know the people that you're collaborating with so i i'm i'm really happy that you were able to come on the show yeah thank you so much for the invitation i really appreciate it yeah, absolutely. Before we sign on off, I'm wondering if you could just share with our listeners maybe some information, whether it be a, a website or or some shows even that our listeners could find out more information about you and your work. Oh, wow. You know, the interesting thing about casting directors is, you know, as much as we love people, we're also hermits and I don't, uh, and we're, <laughs> we, we have very little social, well, most of us have very little social presence. Um, because I think, you know, uh, the, the social networking tends to dilute a lot of the creative process sometimes. Um, so if you want to learn more about me, good luck. Uh, if you want to see some <laughs> stuff that I've worked on, um, I think you can, you know, definitely check out IMDB. My Everything I've ever worked on is on there. And uh, I think there's some really cool things to watch and will take up many, many hours of your day. So please and thank you. <laughs>
<laughs> great great well i'll include that that link to imdb okay. in the in the show Thank notes you. so our listeners could could uh, access that and see all the great work that you've done so awesome. julie thank you so much again thank you again and have a wonderful evening julie schubert everyone wow what a great episode i hope that there was some tidbits of information that julie was talking about that you could take and implement into your own lives there were so many life lessons in there that you can take with you and bring about throughout whether it's your work your family, your friends, and just overall in your relationships. So Julie, thank you so much for joining us on this show. If you liked this episode, please feel free to subscribe, share it with a friend, go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. I would love to hear your thoughts. Also, if you have the Anchor app, feel free to call in and leave a voicemail. Said voicemail may be released on a future episode of Ships, so feel free to call in and let me know what you thought of the episode. You also have the opportunity to support this podcast. Supporting this podcast will allow me to continue producing amazing episodes with inspiring guests just like Julie. So if you're interested in supporting the show, feel free to click the link below in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Ships, and I look forward to joining you all in the next episode.